The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Welcome to episode 33 of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Stephen Mill. Ewan Cameron is not here. He tweeted something inflammatory, so ongoing negotiations with the bosses to see if he'll be back next week. Instead, we have a special guest and we've really pulled out all the stops, producer Chris, this week because I've been on holiday for the past couple of weeks. I've been on my honeymoon, so I was like, I know that Ewan's not going to be here today. So let's go all out and get something we've never done before. That's never been on the podcast before. Unfortunately, they couldn't make it. So Mark Wilson is here. How you Thank doing? Thank you. Thanks. Great to be back. You know what? I can't believe you've got away with doing 33 episodes of this. 33 episodes. How's this survived the and test we, of time? We've been paid for all of them as well. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. No, no, totally. Yeah, it was amazing. So, uh, listen, delighted, thanks very much for being delighted, here. Delighted, mate. Delighted. It it's just a, easy for Chris because I'm in the studio on a Saturday. That's just what it is. Me. Chris couldn't be bothered actually researching someone else. I you know. know, you were second on the list. I was sitting on the loose. <laughs> right. right by, by, before me. by the end of the podcast, you can have a wee think and we'll come back to the end of the podcast. Okay. So have a wee think about who was first on the list and who you are who you were sort of substituted in for. Okay? Right, okay. There was, there was one other person and they couldn't do it. Football related or Football just... related. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. So have a wee think and we'll get back to that in just a wee second. But lots of stuff happening over the weekend. The real reason that Ewan Cameron isn't here, he's on a stag do. And of course, Hearts got absolutely battered off Celtic at the weekend. And what changes that really? And I think he didn't really say much in the build up to it though. He kept it nice and low key <laughs> and like didn't really say much. He was like, Oh, the the one during the during the week in the league, you know, that doesn't matter, it's the big one at the weekend. Yeah. Well, when I was here two weeks ago mm-hmm. we had the conversation that would yeah would Hearts stop Celtic's treble chances mm-hmm. and he was so adamant they mm. would I'm devastated he's not here he's I did see a picture <laughs> and I'm in Vegas so he's he's enjoying himself yeah. he's, enjoying he's himself, enjoying himself but yeah. he can be drowning his sorrows I would imagine so yeah, yeah. and I mean also I uh, last week as well which is a lot further down the food chain but you'll have heard that obviously Dunfermline beating Falkirk last week pretty oh, much clinching the League 1 title yes um, but Ewan Cameron was very much on the Falkirk side of things as well so it's quite unlike him to be wrong about absolutely everything so uh, by the way just a few listener comments because obviously I was off the past couple of weeks and you were on Ewan a couple of weeks ago you were described by listeners as a great laugh throughout very very funny and needs invited back oh that's that's, that's genuine genuine Twitter comments is that on Twitter? yeah I was going to say you don't get any compliments ever on Twitter so yeah, I must it. have Went reasonably all right. Yeah, Celtics Mark Wilson Seth. is back. So there you go. <laughs> look back on three of the weekend Scottish Cup quarterfinals and all the games down the leagues as well. Plus, we'll look ahead to Falkirk versus Air United tonight. And the Scotland squad's getting announced tomorrow. We'll be going through that. And your shouts for if Scottish football were a wedding. You can find us on Twitter at Big Football Scott. And we're also on Instagram and Facebook as well. Just search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast. And remember to subscribe and rate us as well. We've got some five star ratings as well, Mark, unbelievably. Yeah. From who? You and you and I mostly I and the misses exactly. and Ewan's misses and Ewan's <laughs> yeah. son. And, uh, yeah, exactly. And they all count, mate. Uh, listen, after those nice comments, you can go on and rate us five stars I will. as well. I, exactly. I will. I'll tell you how to do it afterwards. Okay, so let's get cracked on with the weekend's results. And it was Scottish Cup quarter final weekend. Still one to go. We'll get to that in just a wee second. Uh, but let's go in chronological order, shall we? So Friday night, it was a bit of an upset, wasn't it? It was Inverness two, Kilmarnock one. I've only caught sort of glimpses. Of the games I watched the highlights and all the rest of it but Kilmarnock looked absolutely woeful didn't they Mark? Well, that's been a problem all season is it? They, there's just no consistency uh, home listen home you would you would back them against most teams in the league mm-hmm. because they've been decent enough but away I mean what did they got two points all year or something away from home 
But you would have thought going up to Inverness, they would have been firm favourite, especially after taking the lead. Inverness after. as well, who let's not forget are actually out the Scottish Cup. By the way, what about that? <laughs> See when you think of that story, <laughs> yeah. pumped it by Queens Park, reprieved, then go to Livy and beat Livy, beat them three 0 three 0 and then beat Kelly and. Now on the way to Hamden And, and depending on the draw on 50 grand well, obviously, the bargain Depending on the draw There's a good chance That they could play Well there's a 50-50 chance They could play either Ayr or Falkirk In the draw yeah. And then They've got a great chance Of getting to the final Well in all seriousness What's going on with the club Just now Financial difficulties All around Scotland But particularly For Cali Thistle I mean that's That could be life saving That's an amazing result For them What a story it is. But for Kilmarnock I mean Bit of pressure piling on Derek McInnes now I was going to say that Because you know Their away form has been honking this season It's yep. been really bad Obviously their general league form Hasn't been amazing either Do you think there's much pressure on Derek McInnes He signed a three year contract Not that long ago um, It would obviously cost quite a lot To pay him off there for But do you think he's You see everyone else Pulling the trigger at this point mm. I don't know I, I think Derek's slightly Different for Where he's brought Kelly from um, the guys in our show on Saturday Did think he was under pressure I think he'll be fine I, I mean Got to the semi-final of the other cup Gave yeah. Celtic a good game Obviously it would have looked better on the CV If he got to the, yeah. the semi-final again But those results I can see why the fans are disgruntled So do you think that Therefore by extension Derek McInnes will be fine Kilmarnock will be fine I think so, yes. Only one win in the last six matches for Kilmarnock Inverness through the semi-finals. Let's move on to Saturday then. And it was Ewan Cameron who said that Celtic's treble dreams would be dashed on Saturday lunchtime. However, it was a stroll in the park for Celtic. It certainly was. I mean, I've been to Tynecastle so many times in my career. A lot with Celtic. And I don't think uh, I've seen an easier task than Mm -hmm. I witnessed at the weekend. I mean, obviously it helps when you get a goal after, what was that, a minute or something like that, two yep. minutes? Yep. And that relieves a bit of the pressure and changes the game. But Hearts, for me, were a poor show. Uh, Shankland out, Snodgrass out, I get it. Big players. Okay, big players. But still, when you're at home, quarterfinals of the cup, packed stadium, you have to show more. Celtic were brilliant. Let's be honest there was, there was one moment for Hearts When it was only 1-0 to Celtic Which was obviously uh, The save from Joe Hart From Civic If that goes in Oof. It changes the game Yeah um, Well Yeah I probably uh, Would have uh, Of course Because Hearts would have scored Because Hearts would have scored <laughs> Obviously But what I mean is You know It would have at least given Hearts a wee bit of hope Because Celtic are just So far ahead of everyone uh, Well Apart from that Hearts offered nothing That was a good move Big boy Civic did well to turn, But what a save from Joe Hart Imagine being Imagine being Joe Hart You stand there for 89 <laughs> minutes of a game Doing nothing Just You must just look at the crowd And yeah, think so what you're having For your dinner Who was you? <laughs> where, where you're going out later Wind up the fans and then, I mean you played with Arthur Boric so. Ah he was ah, He was constantly uh-huh. At the wind up wasn't he? I mean, was especially that just I was at the I was playing the game Remember at Ibrox oh, He came Ibrox. out and he Yeah exactly <laughs> Blessed himself right in front of the fans That went, that went down a treat That went down a treat They yeah. loved that But the thing is like you're you're saying, Joe Joe Hart will be bored, and I, absolutely, I totally get that. But Celtic are just so far in front of everyone else. Yeah. And then, as we saw yesterday with Rangers, oh, okay, it was Championship Wraith Rovers they were playing. Rangers are so far ahead of everyone else as well. Well, they are. It's it's up there with the biggest gaps I can remember. Now, bear in mind, I played in the Martin O'Neill era for Dundee United against your Larsons and Suttons and Hartsons. But I still think that 
at that period there was good players competitive players elsewhere in the league that made it difficult for mm. those sides and Rangers had a good squad at that t- but just now you're right Celtic miles ahead everybody Rangers miles ahead of hearts but difference is Rangers yesterday and I know it was convincing we'll get on to that yeah. but it's just not the level Celtic no it's not it's absolutely not uh, we'll get on to that in a wee bit more discussion than that just a wee bit uh, so it ended up 3-0 to Celtic and you know they'll have to be favourites for the cup have to be oh, of course of course well I think that was pretty evident but from early on but I, you can never be sure and when you're handed a tie like Hearts away in the quarter final then of course the fans take a wee bit more notice of that than say if it was a Wraith Rovers you negotiate that you look at the semi-final or the potential semi-final opponents Ange must be rubbing his hands thinking this is a treble and when he wins or if he wins a treble which I think he actually will then that's when he hits real legendary status he's there with Martin O'Neill mm-hmm. he's there with Brendan Rodgers Jock Steen the ones that's went before him Neil Lennon did it as well so real icons that's what he needs and Celtic play Hibs on Saturday and League Hearts are taking on Aberdeen at Pataudry. That looks like a big one. Then on to yesterday. Pretty comfortable in the end for Rangers. 3-0 winners against Wraith Rovers. Wraith Rovers didn't play too badly, I didn't think. No. As I said, I only caught a wee bit of it. Um, but Rangers, just a class apart. Well, they were. But you expect that at home. Especially the way they played last week at Easter Road. Probably their best performance of the season. So mm-hmm. they would have taken confidence from that. But it took a wee bit of time to obviously get the goal and... That brings about some restlessness, but um, no, it was bad though. The strip. <laughs> Wraith Rovers away strip is the pinkest thing I've ever seen. What's wrong with that? And I've seen some pink things in my t- <laughs> <laughs> That was the pinkest thing I've ever seen. What was the what was the worst strip you had as a player? Is that, uh, is that, is that psychologically a thing? Because remember, there was a whole thing with Man United when I Fergie did, didn't like uh, the grey strip and all the rest. They of changed it at half time, exactly, didn't they? Because yeah. see what was the worst strip I ever had? Uh, or was the one you just thought, oh god, this is honking? What were we on this for? Let's see. I think those all my Celtic ones were quite good. I quite liked them. Um, oh, with the green white hoops, yeah. Ah, they were lovely. Uh, exactly. Uh, I must be a Dundee United. I didn't like. There was a green Dundee United one. You ever remember that? Back in two thousand and two, three, something like that. I don't have it to the top of that. It was a green Mind away one honest, because yeah. they were trying to show their their roots. Was it Dundee Hibs? They were called Dundee Hibernian. Aye, so they were trying to show their roots, but it was. Yeah. shocking Didn't yeah, like shocking. it Shocking Oh well There we are uh, Anyway it was No good for Wraith Rovers Yesterday as well Because they went down 3-0 to Rangers And we've got one Scottish Cup quarter final Coming up tonight It's live on the telly On the BBC Scotland channel It is Falkirk Versus Air United Interesting one Air United have bounced back A wee bit after You know a couple of Wobbly months In terms of their league form But it looks like They're back on form Falkirk Who have been on a great run Until they hit the juggernaut That was The Dunfer <laughs> Elman Athletic starting 11 on Tuesday night there and it looks like the league is pretty much over for them they need to pick themselves up for this tonight and they'll need to refocus and think well listen we're only 90 minutes away from a semi-final at Hamden yeah yeah and you think of all the years the history of Falkirk in this competition they've had to be in not the shadows it, not winning it very much no not winning no, it not but winning they've, it, yeah. they've done decent years gone by but they've been in the shadows so it's a, it's a chance for them to get to Hamden. I don't think they will I think here Too strong for them got, I, I, can, yeah, I was going to say Got a danger man up front That can score most weeks um, 
That's a good game. Will there be incidentally, is it on the tail of the night? Did you say? Be Will there be channel, yeah. pundits? <laughs> Will there be a presenter? Well, Will there be commentary? I, I don't know if you, like we're recording this a wee bit later than usual, but uh, the the um, dispute has been resolved with Gary Lineker. Oh, so we're back, back then. He's back the on expert the expert opinion. Exactly. Stevie Thompson and the rest. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> exactly. We're all back to normal tonight, so don't worry about that. So, yeah, quarter to eight kickoff is the final quarter final. There's some uh, league business on on Saturday as well. Goalless between Morton and Partick Thistle. Apparently, an absolutely shocking game of football. <laughs> but in terms of Chris Doolan and Partick Thistle, that's extending his run to five matches unbeaten. Uh, Thistle jump up to third place as well. And they're probably just a wee bit far away from Dundee and Queen's Park. But playoffs definitely oh, on for Without Thistle. a doubt. I mean, it's been exceptional for Thistle. I was one of the ones that thought it was a surprise when Ian McCall went. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't quite agree with the decision at the time. But then you have to take into account of what's happened since. And Chris Doolan's came in and made some impact. I mean, beats are away from home. Why is uh, that? Why, why is that? Like, you know, it's not like results were okay under Ian McCall they were up and down very up and down yeah. I know they went on a good run at the start of the season then went on a shocking run and then it was just really inconsistent but is it just the case of the players are like right we're playing for our future now or you know we didn't like the old boss or is it a combination of everything probably not a combination of everyone now I worked under Ian McCall at Dundee United Ian I liked Ian McCall he brought out the best in me but I could see he splits opinions in, in, in the dressing room that time at yeah. United um, and maybe that might have been the case Chris Doolan's a very likeable guy um, knows his stuff maybe some players just relate better to him than they did the previous regime I don't know is the, the answer but it's a hard one if you're Ian McCall and you're thinking that's my squad of players mm-hmm. I knew they were capable of that I knew we'd kick on after the Rangers game and get results but you didn't get the opportunity so it's a hard one for him to take from the outside but for Doolan what a start to your managerial career <laughs> totally Aye. and the only thing is the problem for Chris Doolan now is the only way is down well exactly <laughs> well, like, that's, uh, that's the case for all managers not totally 100% or, uh, but I started at the bottom and didn't get up any <laughs> so exactly. I couldn't it's a sort of stirring start for you uh, Morton by the way just outside the playoffs uh, they're on 42 points I know we've got an avid Morton listener to the show uh, whose name totally escapes me at this moment in time I'm looking at producer or Chris um, but he, one oh, Morton listener no we've probably, we've probably got more than one Morton listener right. if why does this listener stand because out because he DM'd you in to say we don't speak about Morton enough right okay so I just always make the point what about the, actually in that game there was a fight wasn't there Dougie yes. Emery and Dougie Tiffany Dougie Emery is a fiery character and yeah. always has been Scott Tiffany also a fiery yeah. character as yeah. well who you got your bet on there if it was Dougie, a, uh, Dougie Dougie's yeah. an experienced campaigner did you hear him by the way and beat the pundit <laughs> I was just going to say <laughs> did he not phone up and do beat the pundit and yeah. played Marv and Marv pumped him <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> imagine if you're a player and you're listening that's my manager on beat the pundit he must be great and then he gets pumped <laughs> You start questioning everything he does in training. Does this guy know what he's talking about? Why would you even do that? I know. Like, why would you do that? Questioning set pieces. That's what I'd I'd be thinking. This guy. It's not got a clue. Lost <laughs> to Marvin Bartley. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, was it not? Um, it was Paul McGowan and Lee Ashcroft who phoned up George Bowie on Clyde One and did the five K minute. It was a uh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Paul McGowan Paul Paul McGowan and Lee Ashcroft and I think there might have been somebody else I think they've got a carpool and they were going up to I can't believe Paul McGowan phoned in any quiz he is (laughs) he's lucky to spell his own name (laughs) 
<laughs> I played before <laughs> What a great guy But I'm, I think they got Maybe 3 or 4 out of 10 it wasn't uh, it. Oh they got 5 They actually. got 5 out of 10 They got 5 out Well that is an achievement Must have been Lee Ashcroft must have, must have been Gowser just must have Lended his phone <laughs> That was about it <laughs> Anyway So if there's any other Footballers or football managers Who listen to Either Super Scoreboard Or the Big Saturday Football Show Or any of the breakfast shows Then phone in and do the quiz And we can laugh I, at you On this I podcast We are rivals Don't I I forget that you are You oh, really? at no. the same time Try to steal our audience No but a different part of the country So it doesn't Like we, we're not on in Glasgow in the West But there's DAB yeah. radio So Exactly You can listen on your Alexa of course Just <laughs> so to make sure Super scoreboard <laughs> Exactly <laughs> Yeah there you are uh, Right a uh, few League One results at the weekend An absolute pump in for Kelty Hearts A great win for Airdrie 6-1 uh, Finished Absolutely running riot Gabby McGill with a hat trick A brilliant goal from Callum Gallagher as well Did you see that at the <sighs> What weekend? a goal Brilliant goal Yeah I've seen <laughs> Much rubbish in my time as Airdrie manager. <laughs> uh, that stood out. That was unbelievable. What a turn by Aidan McGeady about that, remember? Aidan yeah, did that years bit, ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, what a goal. Yeah, absolutely. Two points off the final playoff spot, Airdrie now. Uh, but they've got the best goal difference in the uh, top four or five as well. So Airdrie are just one of these clubs who are either getting battered every week remember a few weeks ago they were 3-0 up against Dunfermline at half time Dunfermline come back and win 4-3 they've had a few games where it's been like that this season yeah. and then they're also capable of dishing out that as well on their day they're a pretty decent side Clyde won Queen of the South won as well uh, so that moves Clyde three points clear of Peterhead in the relegation spot Peterhead do have a game in hand they were meant to play Dunfermline on Saturday but the game was postponed due to the weather and it finished FC Edinburgh nil Aloha 2 so that win keeps Aloha fourth in the table and FC Edinburgh are third on 45 points finally in League 2 of the weekend it was Annan 4 Elgin 1 we've got Stenhouse Muir 1 East 5 2 Stirling 2 Bonnyrigg Rose 1 so it was a late late winner for Stirling and they're in that battle at the top against Dumbarton your former side of yes. course the Dumbarton legend Mark yep, Wilson yep, certainly uh, their match against Forfar was postponed at the weekend so it's looking tasty for the title in League 2 right let's move on and talk about the Scotland squad shall we the big Scottish football podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Okay, so upcoming fixtures: Cyprus at home, twenty fifth of March, Saturday. It's a two o'clock kickoff, and then Spain, then Norway, then Georgia. It's a quite tough start, I would mm. say. Cy- Cyprus are one of those teams who we have beaten, but I think you remember last time we played them. It might have been Steve Clark's first game in charge, actually. Ollie Buck scored like a 94th minute winner or something like that. They're one mm. of those sides that are a bit tricky, but we end up beating them. Yeah. If we've uh, yeah. got any chance of, of qualifying for the Euros, we need to beat Cyprus at home. It's one of those teams when it, it came out the draw, everybody just looks at the away game mm-hmm. and just thinks, magic. We're yeah. getting a <laughs> totally, week yeah. in Cyprus. <laughs> but see, international football now, they're up. I know it's a cliche They're all tricky now Because mm. they've all got some Player who maybe plays In one of these European leagues That's an absolute standout Well Georgia being the best example yeah. The boy for Napoli Is just unbelievable oh, Unbelievable yeah. yeah so Tough group Going to be a tough start But I think they're in a good place just now I really do I think the players The group of players we've got I think the manager's right There's a lot right about Scotland the thing that's most interesting is a goalkeeping position. Yes. Scotland. So, Craig Gordon obviously hasn't played for Hearts, had these leg break yeah. uh, towards the end of last year. Uh, Liam Kelly, Xander Clark, both uncapped. The chat is Angus Gunn has committed his international future to Scotland. So, he's, of course, Brian Gunn's son, who was a goalkeeper back in the day for Norwich, yeah. uh, etc. Played with Scotland as well. So, he's expected to be named in the squad tomorrow, which is very interesting because they've come for him a few times before and he's turned them down. 
Now, he's playing semi-regularly for Norwich. He's been in and out of the team a wee bit this mm-hmm. season because they've changed their manager and stuff. Played with Man City, started his career there. Then Norwich, then Southampton, Stoke as well. So he's been about a bit. Is he the answer for you? Do you know much about Angus Gunn? Um, as much as you. By the, sounds <laughs> of, by the way, you were reading it after. <laughs> Piece of paper there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I know him because it's a name that's always kicking about. Um... It's big, best safe percentage maybe in the championship. I know he's no, no. That's more than I know. Ah, well, that's that's good. Maybe, <laughs> may stand to be corrected <laughs> on that. I was going to say Titan. you went full in there. I did. And I now you're sure regretting that. that. Yeah. Um, but look, it's a problem position for us. I get some Scotland fans say as soon as you get the first call, that should be enough. You should be able to play for Scotland or willing to play for Scotland right away. He's obviously taking. His time He's considered a lot of things I don't think we're good enough To <laughs> to then start picking and choosing really it, it Also it doesn't seem like much of a thing anymore Like I remember back in the day When it was Bertie Volks And he called up like Matt Elliott And guys yeah. like that And That's a touchy subject mate Scott, I, was, I, 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 was, I was only guy that Bertie didn't call <laughs> You didn't and get that, a call that up time I was playing well for Dundee United and it, Did you ever get an explanation as to why? Like no, 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 no. I, I, I got called up when he left, and then Scotland had a, a Scotland Future team game. That's the yes. big one that everybody wants to be involved in. Scotland away, Future, yeah. away to Germany, and it was when Walter Smith and Tommy Burns took control of the team, and Walter just came in. That was the first kind of call up. But Bertie just blacked me. You know, it's interesting. So around about that time, Dunfermline had a really decent side as well. At that point, it was uh, Stevie Crawford and Craig Rooster up front. Are you, what, have you been corrected on that stat? What a result! That's that's <laughs> why I've been invited back on here. I think you'll find Stephen that <laughs> Angus Gunn has a safe percentage just seventy five point three percent in the championship, which is. Number one nice. Number one So there Thanks we are We're much. calling up The most consistent goalkeeper yes. In the championship yes. Angus Gunn So there you are Well done Mark well, Thank you it. I and know we... my stuff When you said Do you know much about Angus I, I try and play myself down a bit Don't I <laughs> ah, I'm not too sure oh. But I think he's got 75.1% I, I call him Gus um, But <laughs> is, this, is that one of those stats You've just been sitting Watching Sky Sports News And you've thought you know what? Like I've you. no idea why that was lodged in my head <laughs> because I couldn't care less about the championship <laughs> <Totally>. in England. <laughs> what an, a very odd start to know. I don't know where I've got that from. The championship goalkeeping expert that is Mark Wilson. They'll be returning if there's any more questions exactly. about Angus Gunn to come over the next few weeks. What I was going to go and say there around that time when you can get a call up, there was lots of decent players couldn't get a call up. I remember Dunfermline had a really decent team at that side under mm. Jimmy Calderwood. Uh, Scott Thompson was the captain, playing really well, probably about 27, 28 years old, and he was always like. Why is he not at least in the squad, given who was there? Yeah. And it just seemed to me like he'd, he must have just had a total blank about players in Scotland because he always went down he went down, he went down south, didn't he? And gave anybody that had any Scottish connection. Scott Dobby is the one I always remember, who was a big lanky striker that played with... Uh, Nottingham Forest or something like that producer Chris is googling I can, he's got his google remember face him on. yeah That's exactly right. so it was him and it was like Kevin Kyle because he was at Sunderland Kevin Kyle yeah, yeah. Kevin uh, Kyle was playing the Premier League though was he not at that I, point champion I skipped him a bit I think right. I'm not entirely sure uh, Stephen Thompson came in at that point as well was he not at Dundee United like, Stephen Thompson I, yeah, exactly. I, I, so I remember he, he was I remember he was given his first cap and uh, it was a big deal at United at that time they went away all the best I think they were playing France away and they beat 5-0 <laughs> <laughs> I remember that I, I Tom came game. on and Zidane yeah. was unbelievable <laughs> I've never laughed so much at the telly in all my life <laughs>
<laughs> see Tom will run a bit yeah. Uh, yeah so it's, it's, it's definitely Scott Dobby It's not Stephen Dobby Because Stephen Dobby was a good player Yes Stephen um, Dobby was yes, Scott, Scott Dobby. Dobby not a good player um, <laughs> how, how, how did <laughs> we get on it? Hope that? he doesn't listen to this I'm sure he doesn't I mean I'd be fascinated to know One of the stars will get knocked off You probably know about Scott Dobby Because he played in the English Championship down south So you probably know quite it's a lot about Scott, him Scott yeah he had the poorest strike rate <laughs> Of any uh, Scottish players in the Championship I would imagine so uh, So we'll see what happens with the Scotland squad tomorrow uh, Also um, We've got uh, Any other sort of People you think should push their way in? Maybe somebody like a Barry Mackay. I know Yoon's brought that up on the show. Oh, I know, I know yeah. he's, he's, no, not, he's not been in great form, no. but he is there or thereabouts. I was surprised he wasn't in it before because... Ewan he, Cameron called it a disgrace and that Steve Clark should step down. <laughs> it's a bit extreme. It's not uh, like Ewan, is it? A, a nice, a nice reasoned response to that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Mackay was good. I had a good start to the season. He's... Slightly fell away I mean see him On Saturday against Celtic It's just anonymous And those are the big games That you need to step up When you are Barry Mackay You need to take That game by the scruff of the neck And he hardly had a kick of the ball So he'll be disappointed at that But top player He is a good player Looks like Billy Gilmore Is out as well Uh, Looking other call-ups as well I know Patterson has sort of been playing for the B team at Everton he's been injured for a wee bit so he might make an appearance but it looks like Aaron Hickey he's been playing well for Brentford uh, he'll be in that sort of right hand side because we, yeah. we've obviously we've got so many options on the left hand side of the pitch I yeah. know Kieran Tierney isn't playing very much at the moment you'd expect him still to play at centre half on that left hand side you would imagine do you, th- do you think he'll go back to that three at the back because there's been a lot of chat um with that because Robertson had been injured last time remember the Ireland game that yeah. we watched in the summer in that pub and we were honking right. we were so bad and then it flipped round because he didn't have that decision to make because yeah. Andy Robertson was injured and Kieran Tierney played do you think that that's that's going to be an ongoing problem I don't, don't want to open that up again but in terms of changing formation from that three to a four and maybe moving Kieran Tierney inside to the centre half what do you think? Um yeah, kind of horses for courses Whoever you're coming up against really So uh, do you really need three at the back uh, And five in midfield against Cyprus Well Scott McKenna and Jack Hendry are out yeah. So there's two centre halves that we've not got I don't know, I think we'll go for a four Against Cyprus, I think it might change back to The 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 five The three five two uh, against Spain But the good thing is that we're actually debating it You know, that we've got players that are adaptable And quite fluid, they can move about You know, the park quite easily Um, So I'd expect a four, okay. probably four three three, going into the or a, a, a version of four three three going into Cyprus. He, he spent so long trying to fit Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney into the formation. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Because uh, most teams would. I mean, Tierney's just unfortunate that he's as a former Brecon City manager. What would you have done if you had Kieran Tierney and Andy Robertson in your team? <laughs> what would I have done? Oh, jeez, oh. I wouldn't be standing in here's, the studio here, if I did Here's a question right? Still be managing the see mighty Brecon See if you had somebody like Kieran Tierney And you were Brecon City manager Do you think you would You would win every game Just because you had Kieran Tierney Well I wouldn't play him at left back Kieran right. Tierney could play anywhere At that level You could play anywhere at that level <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that Aye. Especially after the holiday But that's the thing See uh, players of that class They just see things quicker They do things quicker That Aye, bit of quality they've only got themselves They've only got themselves and to play end with. up They'd probably lose the head after about 40 minutes of a game and mm. say, I'm never coming back. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> because you're right, you can't do it all yourself. 
Right. So, so you think if you had Kieran Tierney, you still wouldn't win the league if you were breaking city manager with that team? If I just had, uh, if you had Kieran, Kieran Tierney, Tierney and everyone else, centre mid, I would play him centre mid so he could dictate. Uh, no, I still wouldn't win the league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, the problem is the manager. Yeah. He's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> change it. Maybe I, if Kieran Tierney took care of his manager and player, I didn't want to go that because you're spending so much time watching goalkeepers in the English Championship that That's you know you, you, you've got no you've got no time for managing exactly. football teams. No, no, That's no. the thing. Uh, so Scotland squad tomorrow. There's also some interest. And I saw Andrew McLean, one of our reporters here at the radio station uh, He tweeted this last night I think it was from the Sunday Mail yesterday And it was an interesting bit about the number of under-21 Scottish players Who have played in the Scottish Premiership this season And there are hardly any, interestingly, none for Celtic That's worrying That is concerning Now I brought up this point uh, about six weeks ago that everything is going great at Celtic Really is I mean the recruitment is setting to none But there's got to be a progression From academy To first team level Somewhere along the line And when I was there I mean I didn't come through the academy obviously but Yeah because I'm sure when you were on the podcast First time round We asked you about this And the reason you went to Dundee United Is because you thought you'd had a better You'd have a better Better uh, route, yeah. Chance of making it in, in yeah, the actual game, absolutely, and and it worked out that way for me. Um, but there was lots at Celtic when I eventually arrived there who I'd played against throughout the years. But there was a progression. Aidan McGeady was obviously going to make it. Sean Maloney was before John Kennedy was a year above me. But then you had guys like Darna Day come through, and there was there was plenty more. And they all get a chance. They were all involved at some level, even if it was just on the bench. Remember, there was that rule that you had to have. Was it two Scotland like under that, yeah. 21s on the bench? And I don't think Gordon Strachan at the time particularly liked that because I think you were sometimes rewarding young players for, for doing basically shit all. You know, yeah. just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and they were on the and, bench. And just taking up places. Uh, but there was some that definitely benefited through that. See, but now, now though, there's none at Celtic. That, that rule doesn't exist anymore. But should that rule exist? Because now you can make five substitutes as well. You know, that that also, I think part of the annoyance of managers back then is that you were putting two people on the bench and having to leave senior players in yeah, the stand that, that who, was it. who actually could make a difference and give you an option. Whereas now, if, you're, if you've got five substitutes to make, mm-hmm. there's really no problem in having an extra couple of people on the bench. I suppose so, yeah. And that's the worrying thing. I mean, if Celtic fans don't want to look at that just now or, or, or aren't concentrating that just now because they've got this bigger picture that Which everything looks great yeah. right that's that I, totally because at the end of the day winning trophies and games is what matters but I think there's something ingrained in Celtic that they do like to see their own coming through they do like to see the the use of Lennox Town and the fantastic setup they've got there with coaches and staff that there is a progression route and and still able to pull the best young players in Again, if I'm a young player, am I looking at that and think, yeah, I'll get a good education, I'll get great facilities, I'll get the fancy tracksuits and everything that comes with playing for Celtic, but am I going to break through? You have to be exceptional now to get in that side, and, and there's just no progression. And you look down the, the rest of the teams, no, it's exactly. exactly. It's very we're, much the same. We're focused on the Celtic because they, that was the one that jumped out for me. But yeah, I think Rangers maybe had three or four players yeah. on that list, something like that. Hibs, Hibs have got none. Exactly. Yeah, how, how could Hibs go from Whitaker, Thompson, Rarden, O'Connor, all they guys, Brown, that yeah. Brown that made them stacks of money to none? That's the thing as well, and that, that's why I wanted to bring it up because I, 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 I thought I remembered you saying that last time you, we had you on the podcast. Um, 
it's really it's a bit depressing because yeah. you're right Celtic in particular and Rangers and Hibs and Hearts have such a pool when it comes to younger players in Scotland if you're not joining Celtic or Rangers you're probably joining Hibs or Hearts yeah. or maybe Aberdeen or something like that as well that's kind of how it goes depending where you are in the country and stuff as well so you need to be out playing football and you need to be trying to break in at that first team. But if the manager's not interested in anything that's coming in front of him, then that makes it doubly difficult. Of course. Uh, now, they've set up this Colt set-up, which, you know, one part of me thinks, OK, that's great, and there's a, a route into the Lowland League, and they're, they're there, but... What, what, are, what are Celtic and Rangers youth players going to learn playing against civil service strollers? Well, that's the thing. Uh, not much. They, they'll probably learn the competitive... Side no of a match day, no, I know. No <laughs> okay. Listeners switching off right away <laughs> exactly. from civil service, but Damn the match day experience is what they're learning. But there's the argument then the the model that they had these teams ascending like kids to Dumbarton or kids to you know Stirling Albion or whatever is yeah. that better? Probably, probably is. It gets some competitive football in a different environment, real kind of. The real world Exactly matters, um, yeah. But it, it, listen It's a shame And let's not just pinpoint Celtic You're right here See when you look at Down that list Even Aberdeen I remember coming through At United Aberdeen had a massive pool Of uh, great young players That yep. they could attract It's just not the case now Because well, For whatever reason By the way A lot is to do with English clubs as well English clubs come in Quite quickly and poach these players well, or see them do Ben Doak what Ben, ben Doak the boy Morrison who's at uh, Bayern Munich as well two Aye. players who have left Celtic there's been numerous others who have left as well left Scotland uh, the boy from Dundee United uh, Rory McLeod yeah. has been linked with lots of moves um, your other boy Rory who I forget Rory Wilson who was at Rangers is now at Aston Villa yeah. scoring goals for their under 21 side or their under 23 side uh, so yeah the English pool is different as well yeah uh, the model's different now the English club's I think have realised well let's not wait till they've played 100 games and haven't to pay 25 million like they did for Tierney yep. let's go in early and try and develop them ourselves uh, boy Ramsey at Aberdeen I know he went for 4 million yeah. but uh, you know if he'd continued to play that may have been doubled or something like that so Liverpool acted quickly so I can like it's desperately hard for a young player and their family to turn in the, the finances are getting offered from down south but I just like to see more of them in our league playing their trade. Always thought it was great. See that Hibs team, and then you had young guys at Hearts. United always gave people a chance when I was there. And as I say, Celtic and Rangers had a steady stream coming through, maybe two or three a year. Obviously, for Celtic and Rangers, the risk is if they throw a youngster in and he's not ready and he makes a mistake. And you can see, obviously, the form since the back of the World Cup. Rangers and Celtic have only dropped points against each other. The mm -hmm. form has been that good. So if they chuck a youngster in and they slip up, that that's so costly for the team and the pressure is so high. Ah. So you've got that side of it, but then you've also got teams who are at the other end of the table who don't want to take a risk on a younger player because if they make a slip or they score an own goal or whatever happens, they make a mistake, that could lead to a relegation. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. The pressure is so intense. But that, Stephen, that is football. Isn't it? That's, that, that's never changed since I came through. I came through into a Dundee United side that we're in a relegation battle. And by the way, it formed me better as a player. Just being in that battle at the bottom. I remember going away to Thistle. I think it might have been my first season, second season. And Eddie Thompson was the, the chairman. Away to Thistle and we needed to get, was that a point to survive? 
or, or, or we needed to win to survive and sure enough we were it helped right enough when he came in and says you're on two grand a man and you've won this <laughs> no joke we won the game and I was I was sitting on the bus it was my I was 18 years old booked a holiday to Florida I was going to say had you ever had that much money in your life not a chance and I couldn't believe it I mean it was amazing the incentive but that's what it meant to the club that was the pressure that I was under as a 18 year old kid in that environment See, and you sunk or swim totally different tangent here and I get that you know you had a, you had a good career uh, well he made decent money as well because you were at Celtic and all the rest of it um, did it not annoy you you could only go on holiday once a year it's <laughs> <laughs> a great question that <laughs> drove me nuts like, see, that, see now the thought of only going on holiday once a year I'd be so depressed I know there's there's lots and lots of good things <laughs> that, that come with being Says a, a man a, who's uh, just stepped off the plane I'm not but don't you get that see, when straight you get, to the airport in here and you're complaining I know but uh, don't, don't you like that coming back oh, from holiday was, feeling well you think you're coming back for holidays a footballer and you're going straight into pre-season imagine that hanging over your head were you at the stage where you were maybe just a wee bit before that I'm not correct me if I'm wrong but if you went on pre-season holiday but you out jogging or doing anything like that or like I on had, your no, no, you, had to, you had to work on your holidays oh god so if depressing. I went for two weeks imagine you waking up at American radio stations just in a wee, <laughs> a wee podcast <laughs> again <laughs> reading the weather or the traffic or something I'll like that I'll do the travel just, yeah. just keep my bit in keep my nose in oh, 100% I had to go out and run probably before you know that period before dinner and holiday oh, You've done your pool stint You've been with can, the kids You can just have a wee snooze And, and the missus and the kids are getting, getting ready, ready I needed to go to the gym Or go out and run And That's then come back horrible. So Horrible So one holiday year That's the plus point uh, you, you Being know, a freelancer now <laughs> I Totally 100% You're not like This is amazing I can go on holiday Whenever aye, I want aye, I great. know So you, you can only go on holiday uh, But the one thing It was hardwired Didn't you So you'd know It was the 1st of June And you were back Roughly about the 25th of June That's what you had That's it But now it's moved. Every year it's getting longer and longer. The Scottish Cup final's on like the 3rd oh, of June, 4th of June. 4th of June, is I it? think it is. Aye, like so that, if yeah. you've cleared your calendars away, other place because you're at World Surely Cup. Surely that Qatar. causes some amount of arguments as well. Like, like, you need to take the kids out of school and you yeah. need to, you know, they don't mind right enough, but totally now agree. I can go whenever I want. It's fantastic. I mean, in saying that, like it's, it's okay if you're at a certain level of a football player, like if you're you know, playing in the Premier League down south or you're playing the Celtic or Rangers, you know, that's not an issue because you're making so much money elsewhere that it doesn't really matter. Mm. But if you're a player for Dunfermline, for example, and you won't be earning mega bucks, I think everybody, there's this misconception that, you know, if you're a football player, you'll yeah. be earning so much money. But outside of even the top two or three teams, you're not earning money that you can retire on. No, really. it's a normal job. Exactly. That might yeah. be a bit more than your regular run of the mill but job. you have to retire when you're 35 or 36. But that's it. The career's front-loaded. 27 if it's... Well, exactly. Case, yeah. It is front-loaded, <laughs> the career that you have to get all your earnings into a short space of time, which so, is mental. I'm sure there has been an incident. There will have... have you, has, has there ever been a time where you've been somewhere where somebody said that they're injured and they've gone on holiday Is that something that No I don't what, They've bluffed it And said that They're injured And went away Like a, a Scotland call Or I, something I, like that And I all kind of make the I think the, I think the, there was loads of that Back in the day by the way When I the old Scotland call up maybe been a few cases uh, Recently as well Which I probably won't go into Because I don't oh, want to get who, sued who, who have you seen uh, Who have you seen away uh, No no no, no I, I can't I, I'm not going to say But <laughs> Do you want me to say Will I get sued <laughs> <But> <laughs> No it's fine um, But I think Is that something that goes on way, but, Oh you know my hamstring I am not I'm, I'm going to be back For a couple of weeks uh, And then they're away in Benidorm <laughs> <laughs> I've got Merle Rang with him I mean, in the, the hammy if they the go to Benidorm. One is, what's his name? Uh, Bolly Ball and Goalie. 
And oh, during he was COVID. in COVID, ah. Exactly. Aye, aye. He was trying to <laughs> look for a bit of romance. That was different, <laughs> wasn't he? Was he it? was trying to charm. <laughs> was that not a story? I don't know. You I didn't have a, a, an accompaniment, uh, a person <laughs> travel. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> by the way, I have been injured before, and the managers gave me the shout a couple of times oh, that, listen, just... tough time for you. Why don't you get yourself away? You're going, oh, yes. <laughs> Remember the first time that it was Gordon Strachan said right. to me, I broke my foot. Against Man United And he could see I was gutted And came in on the Monday And he says listen What's your rehab going to be Can I do it for I was in one of these big moon boots Get yourself away for a few days Off to Dubai Oh amazing Off to Dubai in September yeah. It was magnificent oh, I, would, I would honestly That would that would seriously See well, well, those so. are the things I miss now Because I'm not a player Can I go to Dubai Yeah, yeah that's true so yeah, exactly. I have to go to Butlins <laughs> <laughs> Well I don't have a holiday booked in actually I don't think I'll be off until the end of July now So you oh, know poor you exactly. You've been in Hawaii for three weeks Aye, I know. How long have you been off for? It was actually? my honeymoon uh, Two and a half weeks actually I've been off for It does seem ages Oh. Uh, yeah, it feels like ages as well. Like, see, you got work for Oh yeah, totally. Uh-huh. Last night, like, I was traveling yesterday. I didn't get home until late last night. But see, like coming back on the plane, I was just like, "This is." This I is thought I seen Gary Spence and you and Cameron. So just. <laughs> 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 You know that total coming You know Sunday night when Heartbeat came on the telly that's Oh a- the old school feeling Yeah exactly And you were like oh I'm not school tomorrow London's burning used to be kicking about Soldier, 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 soldier Damn it oh, I wonder if my kids get that I wonder what the Sunday programme would be now Oh totally songs they praise Oh no dancing on ice When that- dancing on ice By the way did you watch that? No it's I hate dancing. Oh, you wouldn't have watched it. I was the final. Oh, was it? Who uh, won? Uh, the the guy is the gymnastic guy, Niall. Of course he does. Uh, by the way, he could be a professional on that. Joe Essex came second right now. <laughs> that that I tells mean, you the standard. The revealing thing about you today is you know lots about the English Championship goalkeeping situation and dancing on ice. Yeah, where are you going to get that mix? I know. Certainly exactly. on match of the day. Uh, the only thing I can tell you about uh, <laughs> dancing on ice is that Pamela Anderson signed up for it a few years ago, right? I don't know if you remember this. Mm-hmm. And apparently her fee was something like £400,000. Huge. And she injured herself in the first show and then had to leave and she just made 400 grand Did like she that. get her cash? Yeah, exactly oh, Not bad oh, That's Not bad decent that Yeah, absolutely So, um, did he deserve to win Dancing on Ice? Oh, he certainly did He was yeah. outstanding Excellent Good, good stuff <laughs> For all you Dancing on Ice fans out there I think I, that'll I, be cut I, ju- I just think it's the worst It's the worst TV show in the world I know, but there's so much it could. I watch it Because there's so much it could go wrong <laughs> So I'm just willing them to fall Or sort of like Mate, Slice somebody's arm off ah, or something 100% <laughs> It's celebrities on ice. It's the worst thing ever. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Right, we've been asking you all week for your best shouts for if Scottish football were a wedding. I can only imagine the horror show the last couple of weeks of Ewan Cameron trying to read this out because he's so bad at this. He's, oh, he's oh, so bad. Chris, how bad was it two weeks ago? <laughs> I've not listened That was horrendous right, Go okay. back and listen Right okay He I'll struggled badly Okay right So if Scottish football Were a wedding You can rate these Mark and you can Give me a winner At the end So hello to Miko Who says Malik till death Do us part man Definitely not Ma- Malik till death Do us part man Till death Do us part man Till death Do us part oh. man Yeah I mean I get it It's just ah, It's a bit long winded ah, bit is. drawn out uh, John Paul Gallagher Says Alan Flower That's, that's fine I mean Pretty basic, you know. Mm. Uh, Frankie says George Best Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well done. Uh, Johnny Mac, uh, 
David Weirly Beloved. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> and we just spoke about him. Uh, Bolingoli Matrimony. <laughs> uh, crikey G. Mary Mackay. Not Mary. bad. Like uh, uh, f- that. Free Barry Robson. No. Free Bar. Free Bar. Free bar. Oh, free Bar, bar. right. Seen, uh, Did right. you have a Free Bar at your wedding? Uh, I did. Did you? I was all inclusive though. All oh, right. Okay. Was, uh, yeah. So you had to you had to get your think, wedding photos with a wristband on. Think it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, they cut it a off wee, on a the wee day. Pink wristband. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Mr. Foley says veil of leaving. It's not bad. Hmm? Uh, your dad walking you down the Isle Berkovich. Isle Berkovich, that's a good Isle job. Isle like very good. Uh, Scott Killen, Greg Kilty, obviously yeah. straight in there. Uh, Eugene, daddy of the bride. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Kenny Burgess says karma. Uh, actually, a few people saying this. Uh, Cameron Garter Nickers. Not the first time we've had that <laughs> yes, one as well. I like that. Uh, Dazan Medeona. Nah. Nah, nah, not having that. Nah. Uh, James McCake yeah. from Robbie Good. Devlin. Uh, like Craig that. B says Andy Consumate. <laughs> <laughs> Best part of the wedding. <laughs> well, you'd have free bar at your yeah. wedding, so that wasn't happening. Uh, Jamie Brennan, <laughs> uh, Davy Weir comes the bride. Davy Weir very popular yeah. this week. Uh, Billy McNeil at the altar. Yeah. Neil at the altar. Who kneels at the altar? You, you don't kneel at the altar, do you? Aye. Is that a thing? Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. Is it? You kneel at the altar. I was at a wedding where the bride and groom kneeled for a bit of it. Like Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anyone I kneel know, at that's, the altar. That's a good point you make, Stephen. Yeah. Anyway, apparently it's a thing because Jamie Brennan tweeted it in. Uh, Paul McGinn, sickness and health. No. Charlie Mulgroom. Yeah. Stuart Ross and Sean the Jag. Tommy Ring. Which is uh, an off the ball trope. They always have Tommy. Uh, they had to do, don't they? They'd have uh, that all the time. Uh, Ross, eighteen seventy four. Cameron Pay the Vicar. Hmm. Pay, Cameron Pay the. Uh, you <laughs> need, I don't even know that. Who uh, is it meant to, to be? You need to wear the vicar in, don't you? I totally. But what's what's the football player? It's got to be Cameron Carter Vickers. Cameron Pay the Vicar. Sort of sounds the same. Doesn't it? Oh. Okay. Uh, Andy Halliday, your freedom ends. Oh, the day your freedom ends. Andy's yeah. always in these, isn't he? Yes, yeah. He, he's our Tommy Ring. <laughs> he's in every week. Uh, Peter wears the ha ring. Yeah, ah, Peter Haring. My sister and my now brother in law got married, and then the day later, he lost his wedding ring. My sister went nuts, absolutely off her rocker. Uh, oh. yeah. How did he lose it? Why, why did they take it off? Um, I have no idea. Apparently, when they got back, they were going on holiday. So they went on holiday without the ring, <laughs> and uh, and then when they got back, it was just like sat in the carpet or something like that. Mm. So a wee bit suspicious. Mm, yeah. yeah, I know a man. It's what's his life like that? <laughs> yeah, volleyball and goalie. Um, <laughs> Alexander Wilson says Thomas Buffet. Oh, he's great. Uh, yeah. Stephen Priestley. Yep. Uh, Nikki Inlaw and keeping a clean sheet. Obviously, something you won't do on your wedding night. Hopefully, <laughs> uh, Dale Boy, Kevin McShag, the bride. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I Duke from Dale Boy. No, you've let yourself down with that I one, do-ook. pal. No. No. Duke. I Duke. I Duke. I Duke. PB uh, says, dies in Brides Maida. Nah. The buffet's open. Who fancies a real lay and Hitati scone? It's bad. Nah. Bad. <laughs> Mustard says, <laughs> Lee nail her. <laughs> That's the best one by far. That's a build. And Jimmy Moe says, Hearts would be the wedding night because it's the only time they'll be dishing out a pumping. Oh. So well done to Jimmy Moe. 
and everyone who got in touch this week. So, Mark, who's today's winner? <laughs> Can I pick mustard? Is <laughs> yeah. that well, well done, mustard. Well done, we mustard. Neither. Right, okay. That's fine. <laughs> An ex-teammate of mine, that's why I picked okay. it. Not for the, uh, <laughs> not for the joke. No, exactly. You know him personally. <laughs> Next good. week, since Ewan's off on a stag do, we want your shouts for if... Scottish football was Las Vegas. Have you been to Las Vegas, Mark? I have, I. It's great, isn't it? I went to my honeymoon. Yeah. Oh, did you actually? Yeah. Oh, amazing. That was great. Bellagio. Nice one. Loved it. Thing is, people think the hotels are really expensive in Las Vegas because they're big and fancy. They're not actually that expensive, I found. Oh, really? I, I stayed at New York, New York. I mean, it obviously depends. You can spend whatever you want on the suites and all the rest of it. Mm. If you're just looking for a bog standard room. Ah. I stayed at New York, New York, and it was so cheap. Like compared to everywhere else I've ever been. So I still get a roller coaster. Yes. Outside your window. Hate, That's why it's cheap. I hate roller coasters. Every right? two minutes you're just hearing people. Come <laughs> ah! <laughs> I hate roller coasters. Right. I'm a total wimp when it comes to stuff like that. I don't go on anything. Gary tried to make me do a bungee jump for Cash for Kids last year, and I was like, I'm not doing that. Really? I was like, but what about for the kids? And I was like, Ah, you need to do it for the kids. Well, I didn't. Like, I didn't do it. So, oh, like, I was, I was just like, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. I'll, I'll just donate money instead. Just make it go away. But got to Las Vegas. We'd been having a few refreshments on the flight on the way over, and then we'd had a few drinks when we got there. And then we we're staying at New York, New York, and I was like, oh, there's a roller coaster, and I went on it, and I still <laughs> myself. So it didn't make any difference whatsoever. I was still absolutely. <laughs> I hated every single moment of it. But I love Las Vegas. Oh, it's amazing, amazing. I went. So I went two years in a row. So the first year I went for a week. Then the next year I went for ten days. Ten days too. Did you go to the old party last week? Fremont, Fremont Street. Street. It's good, isn't Great. it? Great. Absolutely amazing. It's so brilliant. Everybody thinks of the strip, and the strip is quite cool as well, but Fremont Street is really cool. So God knows what sort of bin you and Cameron's in at this moment oh. in time. So um, give us your shouts for if Scottish football was Las Vegas. You can tweet us, obviously, at Big Football Scott. For example, MGM Grandy Halliday. There he is again. He's popped there he up is. again. He's already in, Andy Halliday. Uh, Gambalil Moshley. Yeah. Gambling. Las Ramon Vega. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Did you lose much money? Are you a poker player? Or no, no, no. I don't know how to play poker. I See, just... I, when I was away with Celtic to Australia, we stayed in Melbourne. We stayed in a casino, right? Uh-huh. Hotels like Vegas S. Yeah. And loads of the players. That's how we spent our afternoon. Just in at the poker tables. Well, so back I... in the day, it was obviously the bookies. Like people used to. Aye, I go to the bookies, aye. But this was a terrible idea. <laughs> Allowing players to stay in a hotel that had a casino. And there, so we'd go and train in Australia for about an hour and a half. And all the boys would just be sitting there with their tracksuits on, just at the poker tables the rest of the day. Losing a fortune. Losing a fortune. Yeah, aye, terrible aye. idea. And we wonder why footballers why? will get a gamble problem. Why were you in Australia? What did you go to Australia for? We went pre-season tour to Australia. Oh, right. we, okay. we Lenny Lenny took us there in 2011. Right. Three week. Equivalent to a stag do. <laughs> That's what it was like. You know, it was like, amazing. So on the big Saturday football show, we've got Steve Cowan, who used to play with Hibs and played with Aberdeen under Fergie and stuff Aye. like that yeah. uh, back in the day. And he always says this. He was like, pre-season trips abroad were like a massive stag do. Well, that one was particular. So there was a difference when we went to oh God, went everywhere we sell America and that. Those were difficult because you're flying from place to place. Yeah. Very little downtime. But Australia, we were there for three weeks and we only had. Three games in that time So you can imagine I mean <laughs> We arrived there We played in the The Olympic Did, Stadium in Sydney uh-huh. Straight out to the best nightclub Ever In Sydney Skyline <laughs> Had a pool on the roof And all the boys are jumping in Then we went to Melbourne Then we went to Perth 
Everyone had a night out of touch It was great You won two out of three games There's a proof you need Drinking and playing football Works sometimes What what an amazing piece of research Producer Chris Well done Well I tell you what We beat We beat the team in Perth And we beat The team in Melbourne And we got beat off Central Coast Mariners 1-0 Nah, yeah. That's when we just arrived there I was feeling a bit ah, Leggy jet lagged ah, A bit jet lagged yeah, Shouldn't have drunk in the plane How did you nowhere. fly? Did you fly like Emirates or that? Or was I it flew like... uh, Singapore oh, Business class Lovely stuff Oh bed Oh cocktail I mean <laughs> <laughs> I mean soft drinks Any soft drinks you want You got on oh, tap Oh it was so. amazing Amazing, amazing stuff. What a time uh, So listen Let's take a wee look at what's coming up Over the next week or so We've got a few fixtures coming up In the SPFL Of course we've got that final Scottish Cup fixture tonight uh, So you said a wee bit earlier on Mark You fancy Air United Yes to, uh, Do it over Falkirk Are you sticking with that? I am. I think it'll be Air to Falkirk nil. Okay, there right. I would happily take that as well because I would like to see uh, the downfall of Falkirk. Falkirk and Dunfermline actual rivals. How far apart are they? Like fifteen miles, something like that. You got no other team closer to you than that. Well, Wraith Rovers, but that's that's the Fife Derby. But the right. actual proper, like you know, there's an argument over that. Like the proper Fife Derby is Dunfermline Wraith Rovers. Right. Who do you hate the most? Falkirk. Absolutely. <laughs> you didn't even miss didn't, a beat there. No, Wraith Rovers are even though even though Wraith Rovers are in the league above Dunfermline at the moment. Like I, I like I, they don't bother me right? at all. But like Falkirk it, do. Falkirk bother me. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because they do. like it's it's like this. Obviously, you've got Celtic versus Rangers. You've probably got like Rangers Aberdeen yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, you've got I try to think of an example down south. Um, you know, just just a game like Man United, Man United Liverpool. Man United Liverpool. They're not they're not that close to each other. But right, it's just that. not that I'm comparing them. Fairman versus Falkirk to Man United and Liverpool, <laughs> even though I just did. Mm. But no, it's it's funny. I did a podcast oh, probably before COVID, and Paul Hartley was the guest. And he'd just been sacked as Falkirk manager, right? Right. And I said to him, I was like, oh, I'm a Dunfermline fan. Thanks very much. Great job you did there, Paul. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, by the way, what's that about? And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, Dunfermline Falkirk. He was like, and hate each other. He was like, I was getting messages for weeks Aye. before it and all the rest I of it. I wouldn't have known that. Oh, totally. Yeah. The two I- of them seem just clubs it. <laughs> Don't hate anybody, you know. Yeah, that no, way? No, just uh, float along. And, just... and lots of people always ask me, like, what's the sort of like story behind it? Like, why do they hate each other? F- first of all, it's a sort of geographical, you know, we're quite close to each other sort of thing. They're just over the bridge. And then you've obviously got the fact that all the games between Dunfermline and Falkirk, for example, this season, are big games because ah, we're both right. going for a yeah. title. And then Going over the years, the past sort of 30, 40 years, we've either been going for the championship title usually or trying not to get relegated for the Premier League. Mm-hmm. So there's always been big matches over the years. And then it all got a bit nasty when some unsavory stuff happened and all the rest. The Dean Shields incident a few years ago, um, which I won't go into. There was Norrie McCarthy incident. There has been incidents on the Dunfermline side as well, obviously. But yeah, it's just, it's taken it up to a, a very ridiculous run. I now I mean, want them to win. Nine tonight. Nah, no I want them in the semi-finals now 
I, I would happily take Falkirk in the semi-finals as long as they draw Celtic and get beat about 9-0 <laughs> so everybody across the whole of the nation can see it uh, in the Premiership uh, this weekend early kick-off it's Motherwell versus Rangers Aberdeen versus Hearts that looks like a tasty one Celtic versus Hibs Dundee United St Mirren Kilmarnock St Johnston and then of course Livingston against Ross County Livingston on a pretty poor run at the moment by the way Mark Wilson uh, Livingston are taking on County and that's a big match at the bottom of the table for County and yeah. then if we go back to the top Aberdeen versus Hearts Barry Robson is he the man for Aberdeen oh I like Barry ex-teammate of mine's I know how strong a competitor he is did they strike you as somebody who was going to be a good manager uh he struck me as someone that is opinionated enough to be a good manager and, and a strong character, really strong character. So in that dressing room, no problem. You sometimes, I see managers nowadays, I think I could never have seen them speaking to a group of players. But I think Aberdeen when they'll go for someone else. So I think Barry will still stay at the club, yeah. but I think they'll go for someone else. And there was all the chat about Chris Wilder and then he goes to Watford. That's right, yeah. For aye. his two months stint as Watford Exactly, yeah. He'll get the bullets like soon, so Aberdeen might get him in the uh, summer. Three points for Rangers, three points for Celtic this weekend. Uh, I would think so. Pretty simple stuff. I mean, Stuart Kettlewell oh, doing a good job at Motherwell. Manager of the month. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen some complaints about that. But <laughs> you can't just give it to Ange Postacoglu every month, can you? Yeah. The Ange Postacoglu Award. That's what we should have called it. That's it. Well, well done, Stuart, and winning the Ange Postacoglu <laughs> Award. You could have given it to Michael Beale as well, to be honest, because he nah. keeps winning all the matches, uh, isn't it? Nah, nah, John I'm McGlynn won him. League One Manager of the Month, and it was announced the day after the Dunfermline game, which I thought was very funny. So the that's curse, good. The curse of the Manager of the Month. But no, I would, I would fancy. Rangers and then Celtic at home I just can't have seen them being beat off anybody at the moment. Finally your old team Dundee United what mm. is happening? Well a bit of a shambles over the last few weeks but Jim Goodwin and Jim Goodwin they've got someone who's looking to bounce back and prove something they need somebody to save them I is think he... they'll get a result by the way at the weekend Taking on St Mirren Yeah Drew against Livy one each they were terrible in the first half but got a good goal in the second half to get a point that's them off the board I think they'll beat St Mirren Okay, dokie well we'll see what happens next week you can see if Mark Wilson is correct one thing's for sure he isn't as antagonising as you and Cameron he's not quite that bad so, thank you thank you very much for joining me on the show today Mark it's been a pleasure as always I'm sure we'll see you at some point in the future thank as you. well and a huge thank you to you for listening to the show don't forget to subscribe to the show on whichever podcast provider you use so you don't miss a podcast and keep an eye on our socials for if Scottish football we're Las Vegas so get your tweets in for that and we'll be back next week myself Stephen Mill alongside you and Cameron for another brand new episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Cheerio for now.